Hi and welcome to Better Begins Here. I'm Adam Crofts. This is the podcast for people who are striving to be the best they can be, whether that's in life, health, work or fitness. In every episode, I want to take you on a deep dive into the minds, habits and motivations of top athletes and individuals performing at the pinnacle of their careers and really discover what it takes to get them there, the sacrifices they have to make and what we can take away and learn from them. When I founded Prevail, I wanted to create a way for everyone to know that they were performing at their best and through our smartware and insight, educate them on how to be better. So these athletes and all of our guests will also put our smartware to the test. Today, you're going to hear from Josh Denzel. I'm going to go chase my dream now. Like, I'm not going to be the person who's just like funny guy and it comes back like 20 years later and he's telling his boys, I could have done this, I could have done that. That was for me the moment where I was like, no, 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 like I'm going to go do something now. Josh is one of the most motivated people I know. From humble beginnings, he has built an incredible career as a prolific sports broadcaster, including working closely with the England football team this year. He's made his own luck and created his own opportunities, a lesson we can all take away. I wanted to talk to Josh because he could have had a very different career, but instead seized the opportunities that were presented to him and chased down his goals. Hope you enjoy the episode. Josh, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, mate. Thanks for uh, joining us today on Better Begins Here. This is a show we're putting together for basically for people striving to become the best they can be. Why'd you get me on then? Mate, today, <laughs> today we're going to learn from you. How's yeah, that yeah. sit with you? Yeah, good. I'm, I'm, if I can tell my story, I, I, that would be fantastic. I feel like, do you know what's funny? I, like, you know, when you, you come onto a, a podcast, or I speak to you, like, I'm looking at you, like, what, you, what, what you're doing, <laughs> you're setting up a, a brand, Prevails, obviously, something that, for me, like, that is insane. But then I guess people look at me a little bit and like, how... How yeah. do you do what you do? Hundred so. percent, and that's like that's what we're fascinated about. You've like established yourself now, right? Deeper than England team, NBA teams. It's like that you're comfortable in that environment, aren't you? Was that always the way, or did it take a bit of getting used to? It's not always the case. It it comes with like like anything you do. The more you do something, the more comfortable comfortable yeah. it gets. I remember like my first ever interview I did was with Hector Bellerin. It was for Call of Duty and Sport Bible, right? And I've left my actual job that I did. Like I was working at a big, big tech company selling marketing software, no right? And I'm, I've left there, so I'm in like tie and, <laughs> and a jacket. I, ro- I know exactly. And I, I rolled, I rolled down to, uh, I rolled down to this hotel that they, they were filming it at, and you've got like five minutes to get ready, and then suddenly you're boom, you're, you're doing a live Instagram video. It's like the channel, like Sport Bible, had like three million followers at the time. Let me tell you how nervous I was. Like my boys were messaging me afterwards, being like. You had the driest mouth in the universe. You're like, you know, trying to ask questions. And I'm like, I'm like sweating. But like a year later, you know what I mean? I chilled. You know what I mean, I still do get nervous. Of course yeah. you do, but like not to the level where it was before. I suppose it's knowing you can like feel like that, recognize that feeling, but you can still still get it done anyway. Still crack on. That's I think the key is to know. Like no no one walks around and is immune to emotion. Like no matter what you do, you can you can dumb it down, you block it out, but you can understand it. And like, I think it's knowing the fact that like, I feel like this for a reason. Yeah. Or like when you prepare a certain way or when you're confident in your own ability, then the nerves get, you know, less and less and less because you're like, I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. I'm ready to do this. You've like done from, obviously like, we'll talk about it a bit, a bit more detail later, but like from Sport Bible and doing, yeah. doing presenting and getting in amongst it in as many ways as possible as you can. But then like to interview in the likes of, in the England den and yeah. Roy Keane, who was talking about a minute yeah, ago, did, yeah, it, did, yeah. It, did it feel surreal? Did it feel like you meant to be there? Or was it still well, that same? It's crazy because like, if I'd have told my like 15 year old self, like this is what you're going to do as a job. Like yeah. this is who you're going to be around. I, would have, I wouldn't have believed a word of it. Like I wake up every morning, I'm like, 
the day before we did the, the overlap with Gary Neville, Roy Keane, and Jamie Carragher and, and all, the, all the fans, I was thinking, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm Josh, yeah. like, I'm just Josh. Like, I, I still picture myself as like the 16, 17, 18 year old me, you know what I mean? Just yeah. going to college, going to school, to then be sat around these legends of the game, with like top tier broadcasters. And there's, you know, I'm, I'm in the same sentence as these guys. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy, right? It, yeah, yeah, believe yeah. me, I, I still feel yeah. And I don't think, I'm sure like, you know I mean? When, when, you look, when you look at your brand and you think, I've done this. Like this is sometimes it's like a little pinch yourself moment. Like you must be in meetings thinking, wow, like that. Because yeah. it it's, probably, it's probably a similar thing though. Like you have an idea and you have a vision of where you want to take things, right? But things, right. when you're in it and you're motivated, like things move so fast. No doubt. And I think you could, you could make a plan like, you sure you know in business as well, like you can make a plan, right? I'm going to, this is step one, step two, step three, step four. Like I took the most random, most convoluted route to this in the world. Like yeah. you couldn't write it. Like some people ask me like for, for advice and they're like, oh, what did you do? I'm like, I can give you like pieces of information and and ideas and, and stuff to make sure you, you change in your life to try and get to the place you want to go. But I can't do your path. Like, you know, I can't travel your path. You can't travel mine because it's all random. Like, I'm sure to get to this point in, in your life, you've you've gone from step one to step five to back to, to yeah. step zero. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for, for me, I've, I've bounced around the houses a little bit. And then I, but I always knew the one thing that I always said the same is I really want to do what I do now. Yeah. I so love it. Always I live and there. breathe it. So by hook or by crook, I'm going to find my way into the situation. You spent a good morning with us in Prevail HQ. In yeah, the performance lab. to see. I felt like, you know what I mean? I mentioned like Pinky at the brain, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like the silly one. And then obviously you guys, you guys are, this is this is your world to come into Manchester and uh, and test out the kit. And believe me, we tested it out. Like I'm yeah. still I'm still recovering from, from this morning. It's... It's wicked to see, like it's a the operations. Yeah, you got smooth. put to your limits a bit, didn't you, this morning? And and the rest. I feel. Yeah. Although the problem is, Prevail tells me that I can go again, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I'm like, Jesus. But it was impressive. You can you can go. You can you can move. It was. Do you know what it is. I, I feel like I'm I'm fit and I look, which I, I, I sometimes I feel like I just I just want to look fit and maybe not be as fit. Yeah. But but no, it was uh, it was super fun to see how how it all works. It's good to good to bring it to life, and like you say, the difference between pushing yourself to how far you think you can go to what your your body's actually telling you and when you can go again that did it take you by surprise that this morning absolutely because you know usually like you know how I like to train and is I like to get into the gym and I've got if I've got a busy week or you know what I mean I've got a lot of I've not got that much time on my hands so I'm like yeah 45 minutes 50 minutes hour in the gym that's what I want to spend in there. I want to do as much as I possibly can and I thought I was doing as much as I possibly could when I was going into the gym and training by myself and this has proved to me like Yo, you don't need that much rest. Like you, you don't need to be on your phone between sets, like checking Instagram no. and Twitter. Like even we, I tell myself. We even said then, like fifty minutes. You you got no time, right? But you're trying yeah. to put fit fifty minutes. What did we do today? Twenty. I think it was twenty two minutes or something. Like that. It was it was four rounds, and then each round took about six minutes. My maths is terrible, so we'll, we'll find out if that's true. But it, it was intense. It was twenty minutes. 464 calories. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Like shows what you can do in a short amount of time if you're clever with it and you're yeah. listening to your body as well. What's your routine like training-wise at the minute? I mean, you always seem, you're always on point, like high mm. energy. That doesn't come easy, right? You're traveling week in, week out. Mm. How do you how do you keep in good shape? Do you know what? I'm I'm not in the best shape of my life right now, but mentally I'm one of the people who, when I lock in, like I lock in I, 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 for the next eight weeks, like I'm focused. Like mm. I'm, I'll, I'll go hit gym every day, no matter how tired. I've got to, just signed up 24 hour gym. Like I've got a gym in my building, but it's only, it's closed at 11. Yeah. Just signed up to just, random gym 24 hours because I'll, I'll go I'll go at two in the morning like not in a weird way like I'm not one of the people who are like 
wake up at six. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll go eat bananas and greens and oats for breakfast and raw eggs. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I go to the gym when I can go to the gym. Yeah, make it count when you Yeah, do. but like, I feel like, I, I, sometimes I feel like I need, I need um, a focus point. Like, I need an end goal. Yeah. Right? I'm not someone who, who just like stays in shape all the time. I'm like one of those people who like goes, all right, if I have that cool, I've got this holiday here, right? And I want to be healthy anyway in and around it, but I want to be in a particular shape for the holiday. And then after that, I want to like maintain this level. Yeah. So we all know what happens when you go on holiday, you don't, you ain't working out, you're drinking, yeah. you're eating, and you know, you put on a few kilos and then you get back to a certain point where you're happy where you can maintain. But I'm not always like in crazy nick, right? Yeah. I'd be lying if I said that. Goal's important though, right? And it's the same whether it's whether it's a holiday, whether it's yeah. Olympics in four years' time. Like everyone needs something to train for, to periodize your training, to focus for. Sure. How, so how do you kind of measure progress against goals you set at the minute? Is it you got an endpoint and it's based on looks or you know, how do you keep accountable to yourself? Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously when I'm not looking at the end goal and I'm just there to go to the gym, sometimes I'll be in the gym for two hours and I'm on my phone. And I'm like, well, I should be tracking my calories or yeah. how much I'm burning or how many sets I've done. I'm there on TikTok, like between sets being lazy. But when I'm focused and I'm, I'm, I'm in that mindset, so I mean, I like, to, I like to make sure I can try and count my calories. I make sure that the intake and, and burn, you know I mean, I make sure that I'm doing at least an hour of maybe 45 minutes of hit and then maybe 15 minutes of like stretching or warm up or something like that. But, I mainly do it on like hours of activity and I make sure that my calorie intake and my and my calorie burn is of a certain level where I know that I'm making sure that I may be in a deficit of whatever it may be if I'm trying to lose weight or a surplus, which yeah, yeah. I'm usually in a surplus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to ability to like track it's not always the easiest as well, isn't it? I think so. For sure. Yes. Yeah, a lot of stuff we're doing obviously with the smartware now, it just kinda of gives you that detailed information and Helps keep keeps you accountable to yourself, I suppose. That's true. You know, I mean, obviously, when you when you're on the treadmill and it's like you're running and you run for like twenty five minutes, wherever it may be, and it's like you burnt this many calories. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> like you are chatting worse to me, mate. I don't believe it because I basically put in like my age, and you don't know. You don't always know like what your weight is or whatever you're tracking. But it's like you burn two hundred twenty five calories. I'm like, how accurate is that going to be? Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. And then you got me. Am I doing more? Am I doing less? Like. Can I eat? Can I can I eat my rice and chicken today, or know, or, or am yeah. I doing something? You know, am I, am I going out for dinner? Like, what yeah. have I earned? Yeah, that's it. So, what's so what like? What excites you about like smartware and performance wear? Like, you're, you're looking at today. Yeah, talk, like talk about motivation. Yeah, I'm someone who needs motivation, like an end goal. Like, if I've got, but that's like, it doesn't always have to be like a holiday or I want to go on a shoot or I'm doing like this clothing launch where my biceps need to be. It needs to be like a daily thing. Like, if I know, cool, today I've got to do you know, 800 calories, I've got to burn 800 calories and I want to be active for an hour and I want to make sure that I do, you know, five rounds of whatever training I'm doing. I want to know like, cool, that's a small target. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's that's per day. Cool, and then by the end of the week, if you have a target of like, I want to burn like, you know, I've been at 2,800 calories or 5,000 calories in the week. Yeah. Cool, you can do that. But I look at it day by day because if, I, if you look at the whole massive picture, sometimes it becomes like, Quite scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If you key goals down, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like being able just to look at it and go, right, can I achieve this in an hour? Can I do this now? And, and be able to go, oh, okay, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm halfway through my I'm halfway through my session and I'm 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 on track. It's understanding what's going on in your own body, isn't it? I suppose it's that, no, that, that knowledge. And also, like, it annoys me when sometimes I feel like I'm grafting, but then you're like, is this really doing anything? Mm. Like, I'm putting myself in a hole here, or like, or like I'm working so hard. Yeah. Like is this making a difference? Like, yeah. am I getting fitter? 
or am I just? Yeah, I mean, because when you when you when you look at it, and sometimes if you look in the mirror every single day, you're not going to notice the difference. It's when you don't, you you maybe don't check for a week or whatever it may be, or you don't know whether you're getting fitter because you're running like if you're running a five k in in twenty five minutes, and then the next day you mean you're running it in twenty five twenty. Like you want to know if you're actually getting fitter, or you can push yourself harder, or it's just like you're just going through the motion. Just going through it. Yeah, it's got to be got to have a focus and then yeah. That is literally the session today yeah. that you guys showed me at Prevail HQ in the performance. I was like, I need to be doing that every day. No one doesn't have a spare 20 minutes. No. Now you can get up 20 minutes earlier. If I set my alarm 20 minutes earlier, got up, hit that out, I could get so much done. Instead, I, I tell myself, oh, Josh, yeah. man, you've got to go for this two-hour lunch. <laughs> you got to do this, you got to do that. There's all, I think it's proven to me that there's time in the day to get stuff done. Yeah, it always helps when there's some people there clapping you on. And yeah, yeah, I need cheerleaders. Yeah. I feel like I need you. Good thing is today you set the bar now for, for like the rest of our team prevail, yeah, the rest of our founder community. At, yeah, but look at the founder community. You're talking about Adam Jameer coming in. I'm like, he's gonna make <laughs> he's, set the bar. He's, he's gonna make that look <laughs> terrible. Adam's brief tomorrow is when we got Adam Jamelian with us testing tomorrow. His brief is Josh, this is where is that? <laughs> this is what you've got to strive to achieve. So mate, so you're like Literally, like we said before, like pinnacle of career, you could say. I don't know if you think still, it or not. Still, a minute, I've but... got a lot. Of, you know, what I mean, I got a lot. When, when you see, when you're around people like like Gary Neville, you know, in ten years has become like a complete stalwart on Sky Sports and stuff like that. There's still a long way to go, but I like the direction that I'm going in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like some big names, right? Sky Sports, JD Sports, BB Sports, yeah, like yeah. NFL. It's like it's awesome. I like presenters work a whole lifetime to get to that spot. Yeah. And I suppose you've dug into the minds and been around some unbelievable athletes and dug into their minds. Mm -hmm. And I suppose the cool thing about today is you get to turn the tables a little bit really and, and do a role reverse and look into you a bit more. So yeah, no, like, what I, I like you... it on this side. Of, I like, I like being on this side of the question. You know? <laughs> well, that's what we're fascinated about, right? Like what, what drives you, what makes you tick? Probably a lot of mm. things come from early years. It might be a cool place to start. It's presenting an ambition in the back of your mind somewhere. Obviously, like sport, I'm guessing, was yeah, yeah. was key when you was youth. Like, where did it all start? Do you know what? I grew up in Highbury. So if you know, like, like yeah. I grew up maybe 350 yards from the West End of Highbury, right? My school was in the shadow of the West End. And we used to go for our PE lessons in the JVC Centre, which is like the AstroTurf pitch. If you played in like the Arsenal Academy or... Arsenal soccer school, whatever it was, like it's that's in the clock end. So you, you used to go through the players' entrance to go and get that. And it would just be like Thierry Henry's car, Vieira's car, all these people. And from like six, seven years old, like, I used to see it every single day and used to watch football, used to hear it from your bedroom. You're like, if I can't be a footballer, and I, I probably knew from about the age of nine that like my football career was going to be short and sweet if, <laughs> if, if that already. So I uh, I was like, I, I, I want to be part of it. And I remember I was watching CBBC, I think it was, and it was, I think, Reggie Yates and Fern Cotton on a trip around America. And I was watching and I was like, that's what I want to do. In a weird way, like, some people want to be an astronaut. Like some people want to be, only want to be a footballer. Some people only want to, I don't know, like fight fires. Like, But for me, like I watched that and I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be like my favorite person on TV. Like I want to. Yeah, so cool. for for me, like Reggie Yates was the one person who was like, and he looked, you know, I mean, like, I'm 11 at this point, or whatever. But he's like a mixed race guy. He's like young. He's cool. He's driving a Mustang around America. I remember the show. I'll probably find out what year it was. But I watched that and I was like, nah, that's it. That and I've always been like a bit of like a performer. Like we used to have like a dressing up box in our house. We used to just like 
on a Friday night, like, you know, their parent, like, like my dad or mum would have like friends around and I'd just get in the box and like, put on like a suit and just do like a production, like a one man <laughs> army. Like, I remember I like sprayed my hair red and did like a whole rendition of Cisco. There's got to be some good videos of this. <laughs> yeah, oh, we need to, we need to me, dig these out. I don't want to see these. <laughs> and like, from now, I always wanted to be like in front of the camera, in front of people, not even camera, like, I wanted to be in front of people. Just in that, in that, yeah, in that atmosphere. Yeah, and like, obviously, real what the real world gets in the way, and I think, it, I think it gets in the way if you let it get in the way. Yeah. Right? So sports where it started then. How do you, how do you kind of how do you get going then? Playing lots of sport. I played where football as a kid. Like I played cricket as a kid. Like every sport. Like you know, you go to like summer camps and you do like multi sport camps, and I'd be like for six weeks of the summer, like every single week different camp. Like yeah. in and around it, I was Arsenal soccer school, like Arsenal advance. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff and like. Always, forever, sports like been the pinnacle of like what yeah. I wanted to do. Even at school, like we play for the football team, and then like we were in year, we were in year seven, and we we're playing for the year eleven cricket team. Me and Steph, who's like currently my manager right now, we used to get dragged out of class like That's in year brilliant. seven to go and play with the year elevens, who were like up here to us. Steph's huge as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, from from there, like I've always had a love and affinity for sport, and I've got Arsenal season tickets since I was this big, and less so, said about that the better yeah. right now, but. So who are those role models then in the early days? People that like probably inspired your early days that have probably helped shape your yeah. career. And you... you know what? Crazy. I used to watch Newsround. Lizo used to present Newsround. Right. Yeah. Blast from the past. Blast from the past. I used to look at him and be like, wow, this man's like the most knowledgeable cat in the world. Now I realise it's all auto cue, but like yeah. back in the day, I was like, he's a genius. I love him. And then him, Reggie Yates for sure. I These people you've mixed with like since and since yeah, man. Yeah, like, and you know got what's... to tell tell Reggie Yates that story. And... Do you know what? I, I told Reggie Yates that story. He called me and his production team called me as part of a show that he was putting together about like the dangers of social media and, and stuff like that. And he asked me my story and kind of, it was it was a loose rendition of like my story that was on the, the, the show portrayed. Yeah. Obviously when I say a loose rendition, a very loose rendition, obviously it had his own obviously unique parts, but yeah, now, now I get to hang around the people that I looked at as a young kid, like a young kid, before I even knew that you could do it really as a job. Yeah, to get to any level of success, it's never easy, right? Mm. Any big problems along the way when you were younger, do you reckon? What was it like upbringing? Was it any challenges you faced that I suppose put you in good stead to deal with the career you got today? Do you know what? I feel like I, I had like quite like a normal, like a normal childhood, childhood, like you know what I mean, like same as same as most people. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then I was I was at school, so I was went to secondary school in Camden always like getting in trouble for, for being naughty and being loud or whatever. But then I think in my in my final year, right, my mum got cancer in the final year of year 11. I feel like that whole experience, then she passed away at the end of that, just like two weeks before my GCSE. So I was oh, like, man. for that whole, for that was like a seven month period of like me just being like, my dad was at work all the time. And I think obviously he's dealing with the, the same thing that I was dealing with and I've got like a younger sister. So for that, that was my... I think it was a kick up the R for me to be like, yo, you can mess around and you can have the banter and stuff, but you've got to make something of it. Like, you can't just be the funny guy. So you have to grow up fast. Like. You have to grow up fast in, in, in that sense. And obviously I've got to look after my sister who's three years younger than me. Yeah. Obviously I'm not looking after her on my own. Like my dad's obviously still around, but like he's, he's busy. He's trying to deal with his own shit. So from there it was like, right, can I manage the school side of things? Can mm. I come home and like make my sister tea? Can I do all this and do all that and do all that? And you learn, I guess, like emotionally, like you learn to like kind of block out a lot of nonsense. Yeah. And like that is that I feel like I didn't realize, but that was so key when you then get into a situation where you're like, right, I'm juggling like maybe two jobs. I'm, I'm trying to do the stuff when I was at 
Adobe and then yeah. I'm like doing sport bible and stuff and then you work out what's important and what's not important you're like yeah. right I'm gonna go chase my dream now like I'm not yeah. gonna be the person who's just like funny guy and it comes back like 20 years later and he's telling his boys I could have done this I could have done that that was for me the moment where I was like nah 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 like I'm gonna go do something now yeah that doesn't always happen sometimes you can go a different path but for me it was like the nitrous for me to be like yo make something of yourself yeah. do something and utilize what you're good at. Like, I'm never going to be a mathematician. I'm never going to be a scientist. I'm never going to be a footballer. I'm like, what you do, like, fairly entertaining. I, f I feel like <laughs> go, and get, go and entertain some people and get paid for it if that's a possibility. So from there, that's where I started like taking the risks of like working a normal job, and then like putting in like meetings at like 4 p.m. being like, yeah, I've got to go and see the government about this marketing software. When really I was like going to David Hayes gym and like <laughs> filming stuff like that, like crazy. See, you basically like took a horrendous situation. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how bad that was, but tried to turn it into positive as a way to kind of drive, accelerate your career, make things happen. And that's pretty inspiring. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And that's, that's yeah, that was just obviously something that you don't, you can't expect, you can't prepare for. And I think, yeah, from, from there, like when you experience challenges, like now I feel like a lot of the challenges you face in your career or in your life, like, rightly or wrongly like I equate it to that mm. so I'm like I've done that like I'm good yeah. like so that's why people ask me like well you're kind of happy go lucky like you don't really get stressed like Steph who's, who's, who's like my manager's my best friend since we was like this big yeah like he's always like bro like why don't you get stressed and stuff I'm like no nah, man it's good like I, trust me I've been through stress yeah. like this is cool like we'll work something out it always works yeah. itself out always find a way exactly yeah that's pretty cool so what was like the obviously you stepped up put yourself out there a bit. Where did the first break come from? Did you seek it? Did it come to you? Yeah, I was, I went to uni with one of the boys who kind of helps found Lad Bible. His name's Aaron. Good guy, really, really nice guy. I played football with him. We used to knock about together a lot. And I used to text him. He started it when we were at uni. Yeah. I used to text him all the time. Let me do something. I promise you I'll be good. And he's like, I know you'll be good, but like, why don't you do this one thing with uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan? It's 2013. He's like, do you want to do, I just, just left uni. Do this one thing for me for free. It's like Ronnie O'Sullivan, we'll have a bit of banter. I think you'd be good for it. And I was like, geez, I've literally just started a job in recruitment. I can't do it. He's like, oh, man, like, don't worry about it. There'll be other opportunities. So how did you know you can be good at presenting? Is it rec recruiters just, talk a lot generally, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought if I can't do present, I do recruitment. Terrible decision, by the way. Anyone, <laughs> I, I don't know, anyone who's out there now who's wondering what to do as a career, I'm telling you, please, <laughs> for me, don't don't go into recruitment unless you love stress and early mornings and late nights. Lots of phone calls. Yeah. yeah. But, that, you know, I just, he he said to me, he was like, you know what? You could be quite good for this. And then obviously I said, I've got a proper job. Like, I can't I can't do it. And then thinking there'll be an opportunity the next week. Yeah. And it was genuinely like three and a half years before. Wow. Like not the answer by text, but until like something came up that he was like, actually, do you know what? Let's give this a go. And so from there, you know, started like moonlighting, I guess you could say, like, like I said about at Sport Bible doing little bits and bobs like on the weekends, going to FA Cup games and doing takeovers. And But even before that, I was just, went to the 2016 Euros. Some of the boys went to Vonts. So I went out there with them, like my friend group. And started doing just like Snapchat takeovers. I must have had about a hundred Snapchat followers. So just off the cuff, you kind of made it cuff, your own. I was just like, I was like, right, cool. You know, the first time you do anything, it's terrible, right? Like I remember, I look back at them stories, and like the boys banter me about it. They're like, how did you ever get good at this? Because if you started <laughs> there, it's a long way to go. I used to just get the Snapchat and just be like, yo, guys, listen, England are playing, da, 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 fan takeover. Like go interview fans, like 
on your phone, on Snapchat, at the game, for no one but my 130 Snapchat followers. Like, it was like 130, yeah, I think, wow. at the time. I used to get like 79 views. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And then like from there, like I guess you just get better and better and better. And I think he actually saw a couple of them and were like, all right, if you bring that energy to Sport Bible, which has 3 million followers. Yeah, you could do something pretty special. You could do something pretty special. And it kind of kicked off from that. And that was it. So you was like, Moonlight, you pretending to have a, a, six, a, a six proper months, job as you Six guys. months of, of like working for Sport Bible for, for free, just doing like takeovers when I could, yeah. like randomly. Like I remember I went to Miami for Christmas and David Hay happened to be out there. And I'd done like the second ever thing I did for Lad Bible was a, a takeover at David Hay's gym. I was supposed to hold the camera. No way. I was just supposed to be like the guy filming it. And I thought, nah, I've got three million followers. I'm going to turn this camera to selfie mode, and I'm going to, I'm going to start presenting. You're this thinking stuff. long term already, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turned it around. And I did, and me and him got on, and people in the office were like, after the first like panicked video of like a message being like, "What are you doing on the Sport Bible channel?" I was like, my ass is actually all right, to be fair. We got like fairly close. We just started texting after that, and he, he messaged me, and he's like, "Oh, I see you're in Miami. Did a takeover all day. You know, me and David A shopping for Christmas hats and stuff before the Tony Belly fight, and then." From there, I met Tony Belly, and from there, I did more stuff in boxing, and I worked with Matchroom. Like, wow. it's a the maddest web of like how things work. But I think it's just the point I'm trying to make is like, I'll just be as active as possible. Yeah. Take no, take risks. Like, no, no one's put you there, have they? You put yourself there and yeah. made it happen for yourself. So you know what I mean? Like, that could have been like me just holding the camera, and then six months later, I might have got maybe one more opportunity. But I was like, no, nah, I'm yeah. going to put myself in this. How far ahead were you thinking then when you when you're turning that camera around? I was thinking about 200 Instagram followers later. That's what I was thinking. But no, I was thinking like, do you know what? Like if I can prove to people, you might not get the opportunity. If you can prove to people yeah. that you can do this and it works, then you've got so, so much more ammo to go, well, if I can do this with David, hey, why can't I do it with this footballer? Why can't I do it with this person? Why don't we make a series out of it? Yeah. And if you don't ask the questions or take those risks, like people never know. Like you don't, people that, you know, stroll up to, you know, people trying to break into, you know, there's, boxing events with Logan Paul and trying to offer jobs. You do have to take these risks. Like, I don't know if you don't approve of that way, yeah. but you've got to do some cheeky stuff. Got to find a way. To, to find a way and make yourself known because there's a lot of people who want to do it. Yeah, and you can take that into any aspect of life, can't you? No one's, essentially, not really anyone's going to give you anything. You've got a probably good good takeaway piece of advice there if we're trying to give them that back. You've got to go, you've got to go take, obviously, don't go wild and like just start being like, acting hella <laughs> reckless, but you've got to be a little bit reckless. You've got to make yourself stand up. You've got to do something that someone else isn't willing to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you talk about like working out and stuff, like if you're an athlete, if you're top tier, like you think, I'm sat with Mo Farah, you think Mo Farah went, I ain't gonna do them extra running because mm. I ain't gonna do those extra few miles. I ain't gonna push myself to to my limit at this point. No, he wouldn't be where he is. Yeah. He did, you know what I mean? See that in a lot of the athletes we spoke to, it's kind of ups and downs of career, but people see a shot window of, of when they do well or when they don't do well. But what they don't see is the ups and downs along the way. And it's like, they've always got right. this same vision at yeah. the end that, that helps them navigate the way to where they want to get to. Eventually. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not always like you, what, what you might see on social media and on what you might see like projected to the world is you don't want to project the negativity. So you don't say like every time that you ever went for an interview for a job and didn't get it. You don't do the say the times where you, you did a screen test and you you forgot the name of the, the basketball player you were supposed to be interviewing or you don't yeah. show, show anything. Like have you had have you had any absolute howlers like that? Do you, do you know what? You, you know what's like you talk about howlers like I before I got the show for Sky, Sky Sports NFL Overtime, I went and screen tested at Sky for basketball. Not that I don't love NFL, but like, you know, basketball opportunity came first and I love basketball, I love all American sports. I went in there, boom, straight no. Like not even like a, wow. like a, and then next week the show starts with another presenter. I, and I'm like, wow, I've been, I've been into like a particular radio show, radio station, maybe like eight times. 
I'd say eight. I think I'm quite good at what I do, right? I've been eight times on eight different occasions to like screen test to be part of the thing. And it still hasn't come back. But guess what? If they ask me again to come, I'll be there. Yeah. And like, it's nasty when you when someone goes, ah, yeah, we need you to fix this and this and this. And you've been working on like five different things. And like, well, there's still these issues. And you're like, I'm confident in my own ability. You got to just be able to take the rough with the smooth. Like you're going to get so many knockbacks. There's more knockbacks than good things that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. And any, anything you're trying to succeed in isn't that you're always going to get more things go wrong than right, I suppose. Yeah. How, have you how have you dealt with that along the along the way then? It's got to hurt, right? Whatever kind of no thick doubt. skin you've got, but it's got to hurt at some points. Yeah. How, how do you get over you that? You have to get used to rejection. Right. Because in, in the game that, like, that, that I'm in, like, there's so many people that want to do it. Yeah. There might be someone who's better than you, but costs more money. You might get the job because you're good and you're cheaper. You might get the job because... You know, you're the friend of the producer or like there's so many, you have to work out like you can't always, there's no rhyme or reason to why some stuff happens, but you have to be able to understand like, yo, like it's just not your day to day. There will be another opportunity. Like you got to be confident in your own, in yourself as well. Like if you're not confident in your own ability, like that knockback might be like, oh, you're done. Yeah. Because you're like, I can't, I can't deal with it. But if you know, like, yo, maybe he's better than me, but I'm going to be better than him the next time I go in. Trust me, I'm going to be better prepared. Yeah. Just constant improvement. Constant improvement. And it, it took me a while to, you know, I used to, just, my manager used to call me and be like, ah, oh, we didn't get that thing. And I'd be like, oh my God, like what more can I do? And you actually break it down. You think you're like, no, I could have come with a little different vibe. I could have been more prepared. I could have asked, you know, particular different questions. I could have, you know what I mean? There's so many things that you can improve on. Do you do, do, you do that with yourself? Would you have people, you have a good good people around you? Like who yeah, helps you with that? Because it's, it's hard being in your own head that much. Right? Oh, it's, it's it's hard to look at yourself objectively yeah. and be like, no, nah, you didn't do that well there or that you should have done better here. Yeah. But I've got a good people around me that are, t that are honest to the point where almost that they're too honest. Yeah. Like sometimes if I know I've I've, I've, I've gone and I've done a show and it's not gone as well as I can, sometimes the boys will text me and be like, wow. They really employ you, do they? <laughs> and you're like, what don't you like about X or Y or this or that? And they'll tell me straight. And I think you need people around you to, that are going to tell you. Not not negativity, but yeah. like when it's good, gas you up. And when it's when it's bad, they'll be like, listen, this is the reason why constructively, this is the reason why I think you can improve here and that. And this is what I didn't like about it. Yeah. That's what you said earlier, isn't it? It's like taking something that's not not easy, mm. putting a positive spin on it, I suppose, isn't it? Learning from it, being constructive. Listen, it's not easy to take criticism. I think at any level of anything, like, no. do you know what I mean? If you play football and someone screams at you, like, well, you do that for us, great. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In, in you, especially in the work, in your work that pays your bills, that you think you're good at, that you try to craft your own style. It's never easy to take, but it's the most beneficial thing in the world because yeah. I, like, I say 100% a lot, okay? <laughs> a lot of people seem to be saying that at the minute. And you, I feel like maybe I started never... a trend, you never know. Like, I say 100% all the time. Like, when, I, when I'm like, instead of saying like, uh, or what, or I say 100%. Yeah. And like, when I was on Lions Den, I didn't really know, you don't notice, it's that unconscious thing. And then like, my friend texts me saying, stop saying 100% or uh, I'm going to come over to St. George's <laughs> Park and rip it out your tongue. And I was like, okay, cool. So then for the next like 10 episodes, like, you know, you have to like, cause you don't know these things. You have to have people around you that are going to be like open and honest. Feedback always, isn't it? For sure. Love Island. Obviously yeah. a lot of people know you from, from Love Island. Yeah, How did yeah. it come about? Love Island came about in, in a strange way, really. I didn't apply. I got a message one day from ITV casting. I'm working at Sport Bible at this point. I'm in the office and I see it. And I was like, this is very, very interesting. Like, what's going on here? Click it. It's like, would you like to be part of a returning dating show? And like, I'm trying to think of all the dating shows on ITV, but I was like... Blind date. 
Yeah, I'm thinking, and my mate went on first the first dates. I don't know if that's, if that's maybe Channel 4. He went on first, and then genuinely, it was the, the worst experience for him in his life. People calling him Mr. Potato Head. He was trending on Twitter, and I thought, nah, that can't Not be me. me. I'm telling you. And so they messaged me, and I read it, and I was like, returning dating show, nah, won't be for me. And then about two days later, my, my mate texts me. He goes, by the way, have you had a message from ITV? And I said, I said, yeah, why did you say that? He goes, I met this I met this girl out, like, we were on a night out in Brixton. I met this girl out and she, we, like, we were all talking in a group and she said she worked for ITV. And I said, I showed her your profile and said, this guy will be unbelievable for, for Love Island. And when he said Love Island, I thought, oh, that's, that's a bit more interesting. Okay. And he's like, and then she must have messaged you from, from ITV. I thought, that's unbelievable work from you, Geese. Thank you very much. And it ended up being me being like, nah, I'm okay. Because I want to go to the 2018 World Cup at this point. With so that's on the cards as well. Wow. Yeah. So like, it wasn't locked in, but it was like, you will go to Russia in some capacity with, with a brand and whatever and, and experience this, I, I, this tournament, like World Cup tournament. I was like, that is my dream. Yeah. That's my absolute dream. I ain't missing it. So I kept telling him, like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to miss my summer. This is like World Cup. I'm working in sport now. Like, this is an incredible opportunity. And she was just like, come in for one, one chat with the producers. One chat. That's all we'll make you do. One chat. I'm, if we can't change your mind, then that's fine. So I rolled in and, had a chat and they were asking me some questions about my my love life and about what I was up to and they were like, nah, this is this is the guy for us. We want, we want you to start like we want you to be in from early, and I was like, oh, cool, blimey. And then I thought, what could this do for my career? What could this do for for my social media presence if I want to go and work maybe ex not not exclusively for sport, but what, what but do my own thing with my own platform? Yeah, and that's where it got real interesting. And I was like. Okay, so that's a big decision, then, isn't it? Like you, you kind of. I basically sacrificed. Yeah. Two thousand eighteen World Cup to work for to then work at the the Euros. I feel like that's. <laughs> it was on. The, I was on the way, but it probably it probably sped that sliding sped doors that moment, that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's cool that you looked at it. You didn't want to go and, and do. And people are gonna go. Oh, that's ruthless. Like he just he did. He didn't go in for love. But you it's go in. Though, you go. Though. You go in not knowing what what's gonna happen, yeah. and you think like worst case scenario is my profile will rise amongst an audience that, you know, maybe is used to watching like Champions League football and maybe is used to, do you know what I mean? The, the more eyeballs that are on you, the more you can show your personality, the, the more work you'll get in general. So yeah, that was always the plan to be a presenter and that's that's kind of fast track the whole thing. You're not connected to the outside world at all, right? When you're in there. Nothing. So like the whole, what's stressful about watching the most recent one? I didn't even watch the most recent one, but what's stressful about seeing the highlights of the most recent one is they got to watch the final. <laughs> I didn't get to watch the semi-final. So you was in the there, meant to be, but you was meant to be in Russia, right? People were like time. tweeting, like, Sport Bible being like, how did you let this geezer go on Love Island when the World Cup's on? And at that point, like, obviously we got to the semis, so like the first yeah. time we've been to the semis and... You know I mean? Did you know when you was in there? No, no idea. No idea. No, no sneaky idea. ways of. <laughs> no, to be fair, there was peering over a couple, a couple of sneaky ways. There was one of the uh, one of the runners had. Uh, he was like a big football fan, so sometimes when we go and we go and get our drinks for the evening, he'd pop his head round like in the larder and he'd like show me a highlight of like something. So I found out like Ronaldo got to Juve at, at, at that point, but like he wasn't he was, there like, all the time. Yeah, so he wasn't there at the time. So it was like. We only ever found out, like, I, I had no idea where England were at any point in the tournament. Wow, crazy. That must have hurt a little bit, mustn't it? Honestly, <laughs> like, like, I used to have, like, sit-down protests and be like, I'm not doing any challenges, I'm not doing anything until you tell us the score. And they were yeah. like, no, enjoy sitting down. <laughs> yeah. So it feels like it was a worthwhile decision, right, for for what how you've accelerated mm -hmm. your career post it. How quick post Love Island did you manage to kind of put what you planned into action? Did the job, jobs come thick and fast after that? Do you know what? I think... The, I can hardly remember the two months after yeah. because you're so busy, you're doing everything. You're, 
Do you know what I mean you're, you're on ITV on Good Morning Britain at five in the morning after? Yeah, you know I mean you've you've had your welcome party or whatever it is. So like the last the, the two months are, were insane. It was super busy, but you don't really have to get to put into action the, the plan that you wanted until you know three months, four months in when everything started to settle down and, and the hysteria over the show has kind of calmed down a bit. And you can be like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm not I'm not talking only about what happened on the show. I want to talk about what I want to do. I want to go and you know what it's like, you know, we work with athletes and their agent sees Josh from Love Island. Sometimes it's the athlete that has to say, no, I've done sport bubble stuff before, I worked with him before. Yeah. I've done this and that, I've done this and that, this and that. Because it's hard to shake off that reality TV, that perception. only persona perception that you just, you know what I mean? You've got two brain cells rolling about in yeah. your head. Did it instead help of like being yeah. like somebody who's motivated and smart and driven. Did it help with how he's like received and after in these situations as well or was do, it do you know what's funny they watched they obviously they watched Love Island in, in the England camp in 2018 in Russia oh, okay. they had to get like a special wire to wow. like, like pump so Love Island into, into the into the <laughs> hotel so the good thing is that the boys that I hadn't worked with were then going oh yo he's he's quite cool I, re I respect him and then the boys that I had worked with him in the England team were like bro I filmed with him last week he's a yeah. good guy like da, 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 da. So they, and also obviously a lot of people do watch the show yeah. so like People come across and they like they know a little bit about you. You know what I mean? They know your personality, so they go, "Oh no, he's cool." Yeah, it's like they know you already. So, you know what I mean? So there's that element of like calmness when you go into situations because it's not like you just rolled up on a day. It's like they've watched, sometimes they watch you for like six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks. I was in the show, so they're like, they feel like they know me. So it's, it's, that's no why it's a lot of it's quite calm. So it seems like you've done a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, like it's crazy. What, what have been some like career? Highlight some unbelievable moments, would you say, the last couple of years? I mean, there's a few. You must have learned a lot, right? Yeah, uh, I learned so much. Uh, do you know what? I went to watch, um, we went to North Carolina to see the uh, NBA All-Star game. You know, we're sat courtside and it's like me, Drogba, Evra, Thierry Henry, Shaq. And we're just chilling. And there's like four days where we're just rolling around together. I'm interviewing all the That's players, it. like Luka Doncic, you know, Steph Curry, like, wow. and I'm sat there, I'm like, this is, this is wild. And this, that's not on UK soil, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's like, that's with European football legends and NBA basketball legends, stars, you know what I mean? So that was a great experience, obviously coming off the, the back of the Euros, having lived in camp with Lions, all of the boys. The Lions then. The Lions then, that was, that was an insane experience. Something that you dream of as a football fan, as, as a kid, that was incredible. And obviously working with England, Previous to that, obviously, at all of the uh, all of the other England camps, like it's what was that like in Lions Den, week in week out? It, it seemed it, like the shows it, were awesome. It seemed it was super fun, but there must have been that underlying <laughs> level of kind of seriousness, obviously. Yeah, so. for sure. Like it was, it was incredible. It was like to be involved in the camp and embedded in the camp at a tournament where a team does well is fantastic. And I think people have expectations, but you know, you can have expectations and you, you supersede them, you exceed those, and to be living with the boys and you know, obviously as the show was every day it was live it was four o'clock and every single day was a different person and the first one we had we had uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin come on and I'm sat there I'm thinking wow this is this is mad I'm in the full England stash like Dom's like yo what's going on my bro I'm like sun's shining we've got our own set like literally sat in the middle of St. George's Park and then we start winning you know the shows get better and better because yeah, yeah I mean the, the vibe in the camp was always great but Suddenly people start looking forward to coming on the show because they've seen it. They're like, oh, what did Harry Kane get on the golf? Oh my God, I can't believe it. How, how was Greedy from the basketball? What Mason Mount and Deck came on together? We want to do a two-man. Oh, we go to Spurs Lodge? Okay, cool. Mingsy's coming on. 
ah, what are the things he do in the basketball? Nah, no way he said that. We haven't like banter between Bakayo Saka, Jaden Sancho, Jude Bellingham. Like it was it's a good atmosphere from start. Un- to incredible atmosphere. Yeah. Like just no wonder the team done so well when you can see off camera, off the pitch. They're all like brothers in arms, you know what I mean? Mm. Like the strangest groups that you'll see, like, do you know what I mean? You have the older lads knocking around with the younger boys. You'll have like the Mank lads with the London, but like there's no club rivals completely out the window. It was yeah. just good energy all around. Teamwork was awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's like you spend a lot of time with like elite athletes. What do you reckon is only key themes, like key takeaways from the mindsets? You must have learned a lot about what it takes to deal with pressure, perform at that level. Mm. Cause obviously the, it was fun and games, right? But you're embedded in that camp, like, what are the key traits you think you found from all of those guys? It's just like hard, hard work, dedication, playing for for people that you you love. You know what I mean? You love as your brother. You're like, yeah, cool. Like even the banter. Like I, th- I feel like it's the thing that makes them as good as they are is that they always want to improve. They're not yeah. they're not shy to do to do extras. When you get that many players of excellence yeah. around and they see, oh wow, that like you're talking about like Rashford and stuff like that in training. The boys will come back and go, I can't believe what he just done. I'm going to tr- go out and play. Phil Foden never has, never doesn't have a ball at his feet. He arrived on set doing kick-ups and freestyling and no stayed way. for half an hour afterwards trying to kick the ball into the... Like, they they want to get better. Yeah. And I feel like that's it. The, there's no like, yo, I'm the man. I'm good enough. It's no massive egos there's, then. Big, nah, big difference. Just, they're all like, I want to improve and I want to learn off you because you're better at this than me. And it's that understanding. It's like looking in tennis all right, okay, cool. I'm sick at this, but I can get better at this. Oh, I want to maybe change this part of my game to improve the team yeah. effort. Was that like on, on pitch with Wool or off pitch in gym as well? or Everywhere. Yeah. They want to do, you know what I mean? They, the competitiveness as well. Yeah. And that that level of like, oh, right, you think you can beat me? Like yeah. there's there's a level of competition that we even saw with the challenges on Lions Den. Like, they don't want to lose at all at anything. Mm. Literally, whether it be Pool, ping pong, darts, golf, football, training, strength. They'd walk around sometimes with the belts. You used to get belts, right, in the gym for like max uh, max power squat, yeah. like bench press, different different things, different colour belts. That's cool. They'd walk around and they'd be like, I'm the champ, champ. Like a WWE got, belt. Literally, just... <laughs> like, literally like three WWE belts for like different different things, like squats and stuff like that. We need to get some of those prevailing. Yeah, we? for sure. <laughs> and honestly, they'll walk around being like, and they'd be like, wow, Luke Shaw might be the strongest man in the squad. And the next day, like someone else will have it and you'll be like, wow. He's like, I couldn't let him win. Yeah. I couldn't let him win. That's cool to see, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's that level of competition as well. And then the ability to want to learn and understand that you still need to learn at that level, I think makes them grow. That's, it's an inspiring place to be, right? With people trying to, driven to succeed day yeah. in, day out. Is it things you take away from being inspired and being in that situation that you take into your own life? Definitely, I think maybe to have like a little bit more. Like I feel like I'm quite, I'm quite a relaxed person, but maybe to have a little bit more bite at times, like to see something and go, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and take that. You know, not in a nasty way, but you know, you see people doing fantastic things in this industry. Like you look at what Maya Jammer's done with with her career. You yeah. know, even look at what Mark Wright's done with with his career coming from a reality perspective. I look at that and go, I want that. Like I want to go get that show on E in in, in America. I want to go take over the states. I want to go and have my own late night show. Do you know what I mean? I want to go present this. Yeah. Like it's being like I'll go take that from you in the just nicest possible way. I'll go take that from you. Just go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you don't, someone else. I'm getting a bit like, bro, I'm like, get me out of it. Steal somebody's job. Back in the prevail gym again, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm surprised I'm not worn out already. So, 
constantly getting better, constantly improving. Yeah, learn, sure. learn a lot about you today, Josh, I suppose. What, what's next? What's mm. the next step for you? Next step. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, we got uh, NFL overtime is uh, is back now. The NFL season started, which is uh, every single Thursday, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, Sounds cool. Looking forward to filming. We've got BBC Match of the Day X. Me and uh, my boy Jermaine Genius going to be shooting that every Tuesday, which is which is, which is good fun. It'll be out Friday. So it's there's a lot, man. I'm, I'm starting up my own little um, presenting masterclass. That sounds cool. Situation where like. I could take some lessons from you. Yeah, <laughs> nah, you're, doing, you're doing well. <laughs> We're trying like, you know, some of, some of the stuff we've kind of touched on now, but we're going to go more into detail in terms of just on a purely presenting side of thing. Like, how do you prepare? Like, yeah. how Because I, I made so many mistakes, like in terms of talk about faux pas, you know, I mean, before the NFL show, I'd be watching every single game and then watching the highlights and then coming back and doing this and reading all these articles. And it takes up your whole week and then everything yeah. else slips because of that. And then... You realize you're wasting a lot of energy and time because you might not even be discussing this game. Yeah. You might not even be talking on this point. You might only need to drop in a little few comments here rather than twenty paragraphs. So, learning yeah. all the different points that I feel like makes presenting a lot easier and how to become the best at it. That's that's we're kicking that off. Traveling over to uh, Madrid, working with La Liga now, which is uh, no which is good fun. There's there's loads and loads of stuff. Busy few months ahead then. Real busy few months. So I'm I'm looking forward Obviously to it. It scares me a little bit, but I'm yeah, I can imagine. It. Obviously, getting in the best shape. I know that that is my plan well. is to it get is. in lifetime best shape. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I, I feel like usually, like, you know what I mean, I'm like. I'm, I'm blindly dancing around the gym and my fitness goals and now I've got no excuse the, yeah. the sunglasses are off you know what I mean we're, we're, we're looking at it yeah. and a much clearer perspective so hopefully this, this will help me get that I do think yeah, you leading the way for Team Prevail it's going to be awesome to let's go man I'm, I'm absolutely gassed so yeah I suppose just to finish off Josh's key takeaway for becoming the best version of yourself my key takeaway is always be ready to learn you're never too good to take advice amazing mate take that with us thank you my g Mate, much love bro pleasure thanks so Come much on, g. thanks for listening to this episode of better begins here there are new episodes out every wednesday to make sure you hear the next episode as soon as it's out follow this podcast on your podcast player if you're listening on apple podcasts please leave us a five-star review stay up to date with everything that's going on at prevail and how you can become part of our community to become the best version of yourself by following Prevail across all socials at Prevail, P-R-E-V-A-Y-L. Join us next time on Better Begins Here, where we meet Kadena Cox. And at that point, I didn't know whether I was going to still be able to get back and be able to be an Olympic champion or whether I was going to be Paralympic. And I wasn't fussed either way, I just knew I was going to get back into sport.